When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. July 22nd, 2022, Vince McMahon retires from World Wrestling Entertainment. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. With me, as always, Alfred Kanawa, NYC Demon Diva, Issa. Tonight, to talk about this monumental news. We're going to talk a little about SmackDown and Rampage as well. But we have new co-CEOs in the WWE. We have a big return with uh, one Mr. Triple H, and there's a lot to dissect and dive into. Alfred, what exactly went down today? A lot went down today, Glenn. Moments after Triple H was announced as the Executive Vice President of Talent Relations, stepping in for John Laurinaitis, who also is under fire stemming from these Vince McMahon allegations, Vince McMahon shockingly, in the middle of the day, announced he had retired. Said Vince, quote, at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. He retired in exactly 100 characters on Twitter. Of course, there is all kinds of backstage chaos. A lot of people were taken by surprise by this. And it was also mentioned by PW Insider that Vince McMahon is retiring from all duties. So for those of you who think this may be another optics move, similar to Vince McMahon putting Stephanie McMahon in charge as chairwoman CEO interim basis, uh, this is said to be a retirement from all duties. And we'll get into what that might mean later. Uh, of course, there's an internal memo sent by Vince McMahon. And one of the most telling lines from that memo to staff said, I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. So take that however you want. But uh, apparently this was in the works for the last week. This uh, PW Insider report said that the matter was privately settled. Didn't say whose decision it was, uh, but apparently Vince McMahon and his inter- inner circle have known for the past week that he will be retiring. It happened today in the middle of the day at one through the wrestling world in the chaos. And let's talk about it. Let's get into this shit. Yeah, Issa, well, I guess. Oh, yeah, you say no, no, Issa, you, you go first, Issa. Yeah, let's. Uh... Why do I have to go first on okay. this? Okay. Well, I, I have a follow-up question. So, Alfred, what could have possibly prompted this? Does Vince want to travel Europe or take up uh, fishing, spend more time with his stamp collection, or getting to know his grandkids? Like, what was what was uh, Vince's uh, impetus, if you will, behind uh, stepping down? I can only speak to my personal communication with him, and I just really know that he's always wanted to get uh, more charcuterie out here in California. Oh. And just didn't have the time for it. Uh, so we've been talking about it. And finally, he just, I mean, he's been talking about it like every day the last couple of weeks. 
And I think that's just part of it. But uh, also, you know, there was a story that did break oh. out in the Wall Street Journal that uh, I believe uh, you guys are aware of last month, and it has just been mounting. Of course, Vince McMahon, to the very bitter end, he has no-sold this, and even implied that it was his age is the reason he's retiring. In that memo internally that was sent, he said something to the lines of, oh, my God, or OMG, am I that old? Like, like even as his life is on fire, he's just being folksy about it. And like, <laughs> Grandpa's getting a little old. You got to hang him up. But, so Vince continues to no-sell this. But uh, that, of course, is the big elephant in the room are these uh, very serious uh, allegations that are against him. Of course, Real Sports is going to run a piece. I've heard that this there might be more in terms of this Real Sports report and additional possible stories from the Wall Street Journal that this story could get uglier. And that could be the impetus behind Vince McMahon retiring is that maybe something else is coming out and they want to get ahead of the negative press WWE will receive. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. I saw the tweet and I couldn't help but to, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what kind of reaction I had other than I was speechless. I, and it's hard to yeah. be like that, but I was like, I don't know how to feel. I don't, I don't know. You know, there's that part of me that, knows that wrestling wouldn't be where it's at if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and what he did, right? I also feel like he might be a little out of touch, you know, when it comes to creative. So when it comes to the, the fan, the person that has to sit here and watch professional wrestling, I, I want, you know, all companies to do better. So the thought of him not being behind creative maybe gave me a little bit of hope. You know, I'm a hopeless romantic son every once in a while. Um, and yeah, obviously the allegations, the, the other thought that I had was he was forced to retire. This isn't a voluntarily thing. I didn't think we would see the day of him retiring unless he couldn't do it physically anymore. So I just like, I guess I was speechless because I really was not expecting this day to come no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think, um, you know, my, my tweet with this was like, holy shit. And the reason why is because we have been conditioned to believe that Vince McMahon was going to, you know, pass away peacefully in gorilla position uh, or one night at 3 a.m. rewriting the entire script for Raw the next day, uh, that he was never going to retire. He famously, I believe, has, has stated as much that he was never going to retire. So um, and that even with all the allegations that have come out over the years, the accusations, the everything from business dealings to uh, these very serious uh, allegations in the Wall Street Journal piece, people always said, "Yeah, but Vince is Vince is Teflon. He's not going to face any consequences for this. He he has eighty percent of the voting power in the company. They can't force him out." So it was just wow. I mean, th this you know maybe maybe there is something more that's going to come out and that was able to force uh, the board to prompt this retirement. I mean, it's, it's just, it's quite shocking because I don't think anyone thought that he was ever, that he was ever going to leave WWE. Yeah. And to that point about Vince McMahon saying he wants to die in the chair and that there was really no succession plan for WWE. That's why they pretty much ran back the one that they scrapped because this was such an emergency situation, it seemed. But at that same time, the fact that we know Vince McMahon to be a fighter, to be somebody who's never going to retire, or always wants control, there's going to be very justifiable speculation that he, in some form or fashion, 
is still working with WWE, whether it's by phoning to Bruce Pritchard. He's got a very close, tight inner circle that is very tight-lipped and not a lot gets out within his inner circle. So uh, for me to believe that he's actually all the way gone and he's just going to live a peaceful existence in San Luis Obispo eating, you know, um, blue cheese with me, that's, I think there's going to be more to that in terms of what Vince McMahon... You don't think the inner circle is going to be next to go? I mean, Johnny Ace already got the boot and there are rumors and reports out there that some people are speculating that maybe, you know, Bruce or Kevin Dunn might be next. Yeah, I'd be very nervous if I was Kevin Dunn, and that's what we're going to want to see. That's going to be the indication that Vince McMahon possibly is gone for good and has ceded control because there's always been these longstanding stories that Stephanie McMahon and Triple H in particular do not like Kevin Dunn, and he's been Vince McMahon's right-hand man for all these years. So uh, we'll see within the next coming months whether or not that inner circle is ousted and whether it seems that there are real changes. For me personally, watching SmackDown tonight, it did seem like just a regular WWE show. They don't know how to book baby faces, a lot of scripted promos, it seemed like the paint by the number show, but we can't expect that change to be implemented immediately. Well, tonight was, yeah, I mean, know. this was a weird show tonight. This was very right. weird. Yes. And it was reportedly rewritten, you know, because of, I'm sure we'll get into the news that might not be news, but this show was reportedly rewritten. I think they're dealing with a lot bigger things right now for us to start noticing changes. Uh, the takeover of a company that somebody has been running for such a long period of time is not going to be easy. I don't think going to see changes right away i don't I, but i think we'll slowly start seeing you know hopefully <laughs> a little bit of a difference yeah i don't know i mean i think and i'm trying to look at the the positive side of this no well, what do you what mean there's the positive nothing side of this? Oh, Vince <laughs> well let's get into the positive side this actually leads into another part of yeah. the story our good friend, friend of the show, friend of mine, Tony Khan tweeted oh, no. uh, mocking Vince McMahon's retirement and saying that he is the longest tenured CEO in pro wrestling. So Twitter, Tony Twitter fingers on a Friday once again, firing off those shots. Uh, the good news, Glenn, is if I'm Tony Khan and AEW, I'm not exactly celebrating the idea that Vince McMahon has retired. You can argue that Vince McMahon's presence and him overstaying his welcome is holding WWE back and what was able to create an AEW in the first place. So if I'm AEW, I'm not looking at WWE like, aha, you're getting younger. You have younger people in charge now. Now you have a woman in charge. Now you have Nick Khan. Like, look at WWE in terms of what we've been presented. It looks like it's going to be Triple H controlling the wrestling, Nick Khan doing the business and financial, and Stephanie McMahon is like the public-facing face of the company. That's not a bad starting lineup. That, that big three will win you a championship uh, for all that talk. They talked about the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, the Tony thing today just felt kind of... I mean, was he wearing a vest when he made that tweet? I believe it was a jacket, Glenn. Oh, okay, okay. Did you get confirmation of that? I did. I've been... Okay, good, because you, know, you know he'll call you out, Alfred. He'll call oh, I'm, you ready for, I'm always ready for it, publicly and privately. <laughs> I, um, I chuckled at the tweet. Felt unnecessary, but I'm not going to front and, and sit here and... I thought it was funny. I mean, yeah. why not? Why not try to stay relevant in, okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> That's all I got to say about that tweet. And important to note in this press release that WWE did not wish Vince McMahon well in his future endeavors. They did not see. The man still might be hanging around. I'm telling you. It's just, it's just, it'll be very interesting. We're going to have to see some changes that are going to be made within. I, I like that point you made, Issa, about his inner circle, because it's so hard for me to believe. I'm still kind of in shock about it. I actually saw the tweet go off 
like right when it happened, it just happened yeah. to be on Twitter and somebody had just DM'd me and it like, so I thought it might've been fake or I had to refresh it a bunch of times. I, I really had a hard time accepting that this was an actual tweet from Vincent Man. So it's kind of telling me that he's running out of moves, but I don't think he's p- done playing the game yet. I think there's still a, a hand to be played, whether it's months down the line or whether it's by telephone or what. I feel like a lot of us had that reaction. Alfred, because I told you, I was like, first of all, I was speechless. I almost needed to sit down and like refresh and make sure I wasn't being trolled. But it was like, no, I'm not being trolled. This is Vince McMahon. Because, you know, sometimes we see those fake screenshots going around Twitter. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I had to go to his actual Twitter and make sure that I was looking at the right thing. I, I was it was crazy. I thought I thought we were all being trolled. Yeah. I mean, I sat there like just mouth agape for probably a good minute just to reassure myself. I was reading what I thought I was reading because I I like, I mean, we have been conditioned to think this day was never going to come. So it's, uh, I I do not think the story is over to, to your point. I think one, what's the wall street journal got, what does real sports have? What's going to come out more about the situation than two is he really going to be out or is this going to be like Logan Roy pulling the strings with Shiv as the CEO, uh, you know, and Jerry helping out. Yeah. And if I'm Shane O'Mac, I go full Logan Roy or full, full Kendall Roy at this point. You run for president. Oh no, that's, that's Connor. That's right. Connor. Yeah. Shane yeah. can go into Kendall's role. I'd love to see that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what Shane, how Shane thinks I never, Shane, Shane has like stress nightmares about, I never should have pitched that Royal Rumble idea. Like Shane, you had it, you were there, you had everybody's ear, but you had to put yourself over Shane. You had to make it all about you and look where you are now. You could be co-CEO. Yeah. It's too bad. Maybe he'll be back in that inner circle, but yes, Vince McMahon out of WWE. And again, This is something that if this is a new era in WWE and we're going to get different creative, this is exactly what they would need to maybe reinvigorate themselves and truly take the fight to AEW, which, I mean, they have been doing. But the fact that AEW has gained any type of ground as a result of WWE really letting a lot of people down with their product. We really are living in a simulation. Like, this feels fake. It does. It's crazy. I still kind of can't believe it's real. This entire, like, I believe I saw somewhere in the timeline today that it was like the anniversary of the news breaking that CM Punk was making a comeback. And you can't help but try to go back. back. Okay. And you can't help but to, like, wonder, like, the last year has been insane when it comes to, like, wrestling news, when it comes to the news that have broken that ended up, like, being through, news that have broken that ended up not being through. I'm sure we'll talk about Brock. But speaking of Brock, if there is some kind of truth, to that story of what happened with Brock today, then I 1000% believe that Vince is out. There's no controlling behind the scenes and we're just gonna say that he's out. I would assume that Brock wouldn't have that kind of reaction if he wasn't under the impression that Vince McMahon is fully really out. Yes, and let's get into that story of Brock Lesnar. It wasn't just Vince McMahon walking out of WWE. Brock Lesnar during the day, not too long after Vince McMahon had announced his retirement, left. And according to Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer Live, Brock Lesnar said something to the degree of, if Vince is gone, I'm gone. So Brock Lesnar was out, and they went to SmackDown and removed his name from all the advertising. During the show, WrestleVotes, WWE Insider, that, 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 they, they sent out the, they sent, sorry to interrupt you, but they sent sure. out the marketing email, right? The SmackDown preview that goes out every Friday around 5.30. And at that point in time, they went ahead and, and sent out the email advertising Brock, even though they 
kind of knew they might it might have not been a possibility. And I know people that are the arena don't control that, but I found that curious. Yes, and uh, so what happened was that Brock Lesnar, after walking out, there was uh, speculation from WrestleVotes. He, uh, they tweeted that Brock Lesnar and WWE were talking, possibly hoping that he was going to return to the building. And then after the main event tonight on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar returned. He walked into the building, did his thing. He beat the crap out of Austin Theory. And Brock Lesnar, it looks like, is back. They were promoting Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar this whole show. He was not called an unprofessional. He was just given the benefit of the doubt, despite the fact that he does have a history of walking out. He's just having a bad day, he says. So maybe they got some Whoppers. They gave him uh, some Burger King, and they all just calmed down. But certainly wasn't given the Sasha and Naomi treatment of being vilified, because Brock Lesnar is not an outspoken Black woman. He's got the complexion for the protection. And WWE and Brock Lesnar were able to prevail with their cooler heads and it looks like we're going to get Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. How much of this do you think was real, Issa? I think there has to be a little bit of, of, I mean, we were talking off the air. There has to be a little bit of a factor that some of it was real for it to just go around the way that it did. Um, if you remember, Brock did an interview on Pat's show recently, and he said Vince McMahon was like a father figure to him he was asked you know the difference between working with dana white and working with vince mcmahon and he said dana is business i see vince as a father figure so i would assume if brock was not in the know about this how it must have been upsetting for him a lot of people were saying you know maybe it's a money move this and that i personally think that lesnar is close enough to vince that this would affect him to that level Hmm. glenn is everything okay uh, my computer is lagging. I don't know We're why. Playing hopscotch back and forth here. What are your thoughts on the Brock Lesnar walking out and then eventually returning to SmackDown? I mean, he just really wanted to beat up Austin Theory. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I don't blame him. I'd come back for that. I'd be like, you don't even have to pay me. That's <laughs> what you know. You got heat. He's got heat because he, Brock will get on yeah. a plane to yeah. come back to the building. So. But uh, when you said they gave a bunch of whoppers, my first thought was the chocolate covered candy. Brock likes steak, he's not eating no whopper. They got him, they got him the best filet mignon that Brock could find. Um, and he likes it. What is it? Uh, medium well. So, we all we all know that. I think that Brock saw the report that Cultaholic put out that it was going to be Goldberg if they lost Brock. And Brock decided to take one for the team. Not all heroes were capes. He decided to come back and not give us that. Because Brock is known to care about what wrestling fans think. Brock cares about me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. I'll believe that. <laughs> but this is uh, pretty wild. This is just one of those things where you just get this really chaotic story with Vince McMahon, which continued to dominate the day. But this is just another caveat to it, is Brock walking out. And yeah, I do believe this is just in reaction to Vince McMahon retiring and it was completely real in terms of Brock initially walking out. And it does seem on brand for Brock Lesnar's reaction to be this. Maybe he was thinking that there were games being played and maybe Brock wanted some more information to know what's going on. I would assume that maybe even just wanting a heads up. I don't know. We don't know a lot of details on this story, but what if Brock didn't get a heads up? And if this is something (laughs) that's been in conversation for weeks, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. This, look, this, uh, and apparently this fixed the lag. Uh, Stop yeah, running the uh, camera cell phone. Uh, so, I mean, look, this is, this year, this last six months, 
has been the craziest in professional wrestling that I can ever remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very nuts. Just and you know, it's been a rough year for WWE because the old publicly traded company thing to do is when you have bad news, you release it on a Friday so that it washes over by Monday. How many Fridays have we come on this podcast and just opened with a terrible news story, whether it's Vince, whether it's all those roster cuts? There's been so much bad news in wrestling, I feel like, that Fridays is always a busy day. Yeah. Yep. But here's the problem with all of this. In particular with WWE, um, what product is in actual wrestling matches, or let's just even brought it and say television, has been even a tenth as interesting or captivating as these behind-the-scenes stories that everyone's talking about, whether it's Sasha and Nomi uh, leaving, whether it's uh, Vince, yeah. Triple H. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. AEW, I will say that they're behind-the-scenes – drama and developments at least like we've had some hot pay-per-views we've had some really good matches this is where wwe is actually in trouble because the off-screen soap opera it's actually this is the promise remember when they tried to coin the reality reality era as a phrase like we're seeing the promise of that everywhere except on wwe tv yeah, and even AEW, I think, kind of struggles with this to a degree in that Tony Khan's tweets on Fridays are usually more interesting than Rampage. And I, I think that there's a chance that his tweet might have more likes than Rampage has viewers this week. <laughs> Rampage is in trouble. Tonight is the worst night that they've had pre-taped, not only because of the breaking news, um, but the Blue Jays almost breaking the MLB record. Whew. Like. In real time, against I thought Pat McAfee was kidding when he I thought he was just uh, oh, uh, bagging on the Red Sox. No, I mean, I mean, honestly, during Rampage, then I was like, screw this, I want to see if the Blue Jays break the record. You know, yeah, and I think a lot of people yeah. thought that as well. It's gonna be a bad night for AW ratings. You wonder if Vince McMahon was in the headset if Pat McAfee would have done that because that is kind of incentivizing people to go with two in on the other channel and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And let me ask you guys something. What was your first thought when you did see, and I know we'll get into the show, but when you did see they announced Stephanie was going to open the show, because I automatically assumed she was going to do some kind of like, thank you, Vince, which is what she ended up doing. As I say, we'll get into it. But do you guys think that was going to go differently? Yeah. And sorry, I just changed my mic input. Apparently my technology, I unwired everything the other day. (laughs) <laughs> and I rewired it tonight and everything is broken. Why? Because I wanted to hook up a DJ controller and like do little mashups and scratchy scratch on my iPad. And now I'm paying the price. But Stephanie McMahon opening the show tonight. We'll talk about this in the recap. Uh, that was. the. I mean, the audience. Clearly not Wall Street Journal readers. Uh, audience like booing Vince for tiring, starting the thank you Vince chant before Stephanie can. And then, like a DJ who doesn't know how to crossfade or beat match, they just hit the Street Profits music abruptly and went into a promo that the audience was like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, this is pretty much what I expected. This has been WWE's MO since this story broke, is that you 
address whatever the elephant is in the room, whether it's a Vince McMahon appearance without saying exactly why he's there. And then you immediately get him out of there and start the show. So she said what she had to say. There was no mention of any allegations or anything, of course, just talking about that he's retiring. She even kind of put on a performance and seemed to pretend to cry. And then she got the hell out of there and they started the show. And I wanted a reminder that we are the authority. I want it. I wanted her saying, I've been waiting my whole life for this and go heal on everybody. That's what I wanted. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Like, seriously, everyone right now would be so excited about WWE if she was like, I thank my father. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I'm going to clean house. There's a new sheriff in town. It's a new era for SmackDown. Yeah, bring like, out Triple H and make out with him right then and there. That would have been incredible. The King of yeah, Kings is back like, on his throne. Come out of here, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And was like, <laughs> Trips, we won, man. We did it. I told you I told you 20 years ago, if we just wait long enough, that old man's skeletons are going to come back to bite him in the ass. And then we're like, this could have been the most epic promo ever. And then the music that hits, not the Street Profits. Here comes the money. <laughs> Let's go all in. Let's go all in. And Shane be like, I'm going to fight this. That's what <laughs> then I'm Nick saying. Then Nick Khan comes out, beats up Shane McMahon. You're not going to take this from me? Oh, my God. It would have been incredible. And if Shane's like, Nick Khan, like, you're not, not my dad. <laughs> the more they lean into this story, the easier they'll go mainstream. This is what the streets then, want. Then, then they show Tony Khan on the crowd tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, we see uh and then we see von wagner and and solo sequoia just randomly fighting somewhere if i was tony khan i would have added an intro card to tonight's rampage i would have just like like just like dude this is professional wrestling you shoot your shot you do something you know so, i would have had an empty arena and a 10 bell salute like throw some shade man he should have you done what Eric see. Bischoff did and fly down on a motorcycle with the crown on his head and declare himself the king of wrestling like Eric Bischoff right before WWE went down, WCW went down. Did you guys see that today Today was the actual anniversary of when he got clear of all the charges in the steroid trial? Wow, how poetic. Literally, that's the anniversary of that. That's crazy. Unbelievable. And I think people that follow the industry, that's why the tone of all this... Like, there are fan boys and girls that are like, oh, what a career. Revolutionized professional wrestling. And then there's people that cover this are like, okay, we were told this was never going to happen. Holy shit. Smoke fire. Something forced this happening. Hard yeah. to feel like this is send off in a gold watch time. Not hearing good things about that real sports talk. And uh, there's a good likelihood oh. that this story is only going to get worse. While the while the whole minute of being speechless and trying to process the news, I also couldn't help but to think, what else is coming out? Yeah. What else is coming out? Like, what do they have? Because there's just, I just don't see him going voluntarily. And if this was the best decision to make, whatever story might be about to come out is going to be insane. <laughs> right? It's, it's to the Team, okay, we got to fight this. What's the plan? Well, first, you need to get the F as far away from this company as possible. <laughs> that's that's the first step. Then we'll yeah. get back to you on fighting it. 
So Vince, like a couple of weeks ago, what it was reported that he just yelled out, fuck them, you know, after, sorry, pardon my language. But that's why he screamed out, you know, the day that the first news leaked. And now today he's like, oh, I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what's up with that? <laughs> well, let's define. Now he's just getting a little old and he'd like to step away from his duties. crazy do we ever see vince mcmahon back this is a serious question yes have hall we seen fame. the last of vince mcmahon i mean working fame. with wwe i don't even mean hall of fame will we see reports in six months possible indication that vince mcmahon is still sending in scripts or have we seen the last of vince mcmahon in wwe no uh uh you say you want to take this first yeah, I don't think I don't think it's the last of Vince McMahon. Whether it is a Hall of Fame induction just to give him, you know, another little bit of I don't know, I don't know what you call that. But I don't think we've seen the last of Vince in WWE. I think I think it's gotta be weird. Like when they had the backstage brawl, the first thing I looked at was the gorilla position. I'm like, how weird does it have to be for all these people for Vince to not be there again? Like that is so odd. But again, I don't think we've seen the last of him. I, I don't I don't think, yeah, no. Yeah, um, I mean, okay, so if the show gets markably better, I might believe that he's gone or maybe that, man, you know, him from home faxing in ideas. And so, For some reason in my head, he's faxing in ideas. Like, that is a sweet spot creatively for him. Yeah, like today, he was like, oh, Brock walked out, call Goldberg. Like, is that his yeah. idea? That freaking Because <laughs> that sounded like a yeah. Vince McMahon idea if I ever heard one. <laughs> and even when things do progressively change, let's say that Vince is all the way gone and Triple H and Stephanie will get to make those changes. Don't expect them to be too different from what Vince McMahon's philosophies were. Triple H and Stephanie both learned from Vince McMahon and they all have a lot in common in terms of a lot of their fundamental philosophies that they like and wrestlers such as Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So we're going to see the same type of people push. I think we're going to see a lot of the same philosophies from Vince McMahon. Any changes I think would be smaller but could also be huge changes like I believe NXT 1.0 wasn't too different from WWE in like the 2010s where they just had more coherent storylines that would build up for four or five weeks at a time to a pay-per-view. That's one of the changes I think needs to be implemented and that could help WWE's product. Yeah. And uh, shout out to the hiring department at WWE. If you see uh, this man submit his resume to head up creative, um, <laughs> check out Swerved on the WWE network. Just uh, avoid the headache. Don't get fooled. It looks like a very promising young man. I'd, uh, I think he'd be a great replacement for Vince McMahon. If I could personally say so for myself. Yeah. Vince is like, this guy's got nothing against him. You know, <laughs> clean slate, baby. <laughs> so, oh Vern, God. have you ever read the Wall Street <laughs> Journal? <laughs> I mean, okay, so tonight SmackDown was an absolute cluster F. Like, this, this was the transition period. This script was in place. I mean, I don't think until after SummerSlam we're going to see anything meaningful. Maybe at SummerSlam we see a surprise. Maybe it's a return. Maybe it's a call-up. Maybe it's a upset victory that signals it's a new era. But I'm pretty sure that for at least the next 10 days, it's business as usual. They did take you know, away a SummerSlam match that didn't need to be on SummerSlam tonight. Yes. 
And you know, trying to look I, at the, trying to look at the positives. <laughs> very positive. Now that I look at things, now that I really think about it, okay. Whenever something crazy happens, like a crisis with WWE, they do bring back Brock Lesnar to help combat all of that, so that he can distract from those reports, just like they did when Vince McMahon was in trouble last time that he returned. So I think Brock quitting and then coming back was them just, well, we already brought back Brock Lesnar. What can we do? Well, let's have him quit and then we'll bring him back again so that that could distract from the story. They beastie out of this, man. (laughs) Just, this is such a crazy time in the world of professional wrestling. I don't even know what to talk about else tonight because I just feel like this is sinking in. I think for all the fans... And, and there's so many of you watching, and I thank you everyone for tuning in. I think this is a, a Friday night record. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez, Buck 99 Super Chat. TK is starting to get Vin Diesel heat with me. Wow. <laughs> wow. What does that even mean? Vin, Do we not like Vin, Vin Diesel? No, we don't. Do you like yeah. it? I mean, what's not talking I mean, about no, Vin Diesel? He grumbles. He's really into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, he wants to and make family. Family. Yeah, and fa- loves important. family. And he's great as Groot. I do think he was snubbed out of an Oscar for his role as Groot. (laughs) And and strangely, as Groot, that's like the most coherent I think he's ever spoken in a role. (laughs) (laughs) And I say this is, I really love the Fast and Furious movies, but let's be real for a second. Like, you buy into the context of those films, but you go out of context, and that's the silliest franchise ever. Oh, yeah. I love Fast and Furious. I do. Sometimes. Sometimes I wonder if I should be fast or furious. Why not both? Uh, bumping the bumper show, $2. Sad Vince retires. You <laughs> saw the John Wick 4 trailer. Now I'm happy. Well, I'm glad that it took that to pull you out of this fun. It's all it takes, Lil Keanu Reeves. Speaking of unrealistic movies that I'm going to watch no matter what, John Wick, I'm in. They're three for three so far. Vince should watch John Wick and just like picture all the people he murks as like journalists and reporters. So, more super chats. Catch them. Common Man Collectibles, $20. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. No message. Common Man Collectibles. Just here's the money. Uh, Steve Marcuccielli, Buck 99, new management team could go after Tony K and AEW. I mean, this should be Triple H's revenge. This should be like his chance on the grand scale to do NXT black and gold style, run Raw and SmackDown, tell great stories. Well, let's not, let's implement some of these philosophies he's had from black and gold into the product. But you do black and gold style. You saw how that, where that got them with AEW. You try to out indie AEW, you're going to run into the same problems they did with NXT. So why no, don't you no. use the people they have and try yeah. to use WWE strengths, play to the strengths. But yeah. I do think that Triple H and WWE, they're looking at that tweet. Trust me, they saw that and they're probably going to be pissed about that. And that's going to stick in their crawl. And it's going to fire them up, I think. I will say, though, to that point, another one of the thoughts that crossed my mind is like, what wrestlers that might have left on their own accord because they were unhappy might be willing to come back now? What wrestlers that might have never thought about jumping hard, you know, to WWE because of who was running it might be willing to make the step now that, you know, things might be different. That was one of the very first things I thought about. If I'm, uh, if I'm uh, Triple H now, the new head of talent relations and Tony Khan and Stephanie, I am, or not sorry, I got Nick Khan and Stephanie. I'm on the phone to get Sasha and Naomi to come back at SummerSlam. Sasha and Naomi, I'm knocking on Bray Wyatt's door. Like, 
ninth. Yeah. The Sasha and Naomi thing is interesting only because there's no more John Laurinaitis, no more Vince McMahon. Uh, but I just don't know. Again, this is a thing where in terms of these wrestlers coming back, I'm sorry. Like I saw Maria Canales was like, I'll only come back under new management. It's like, they're not checking for you, Maria. I'm sorry. Like with all due respect, it's not like WWE is like, oh man, if we can only get Maria Canales back. With all due respect, I really do think the people who are gone, these are Nick Khan related decisions where they're business influenced. They're not looking into bringing too many people back. There's a very short list. Bray Wyatt might be on it, but I don't see them saying, reaching no, out yeah. to these free agents who've been displaced because they're probably trying to sell the company. I see it more likely that the company gets sold than anybody comes back. Yeah, I think like, so now that was the ultimate buzzkill because now I'm thinking, great, so with Nick Khan having more power, like things are actually about to get worse. Like, unless they get, unless they put like, Get Ryan Ward, Road Dog, get the teams that have done great work and put them in charge of creative, and then they can make magic with whatever roster they have. You know? Um, yeah. Get a, what's his face back? Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Jimmy came up with a list of Jericho. You know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yes, Jimmy. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, get him back. He was great. There's a lot of great writers that it. probably are worth having another shot now. Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs. Get him back. Make it happen. Uh, Allison. Wyatt back. Yes. Allison yeah. Tuckwab, 499. I messed up my message, but I said, I bet anything that would drop in on them without notice just to catch them to see what they're up to. I have no clue what that's <laughs> in reference to. <laughs> We're way behind on this. <laughs> um, okay. Common Man Collectibles, you've articulated this. Uh, I'm glad you submitted this because you've articulated this better than I could, but. Uh, Nancy Argentino, Tom Cole, Chatterhorn, Massaro, and others are not random names. They're moms, sisters, daughters, and friends. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right, regardless of what McDevitt may say. I mean, look, that's that's the thing with this. That's what makes this very hard. And someone tweeted this, and I apologize for forgetting who tweeted this. But they were like, any flowers you want to give Vince McMahon for revolutionizing wrestling and being in such a position of power? Basically stating that that position of power and that success is what allowed him to fly under the radar with these actions for so long and you really have to weigh like that is not being worth the human cost for the lives that were affected by this and i think um you know that that's a much bigger story and i know we're, we're not um necessarily journalists on the on the level of the wall street journal and the the great writing that's been done to dive into these allegations but yeah i mean this is this is some real serious shit that affected a lot of people in life-changing devastating negative ways that vince paid out of pocket agreements that were signed and it's only those those dealings coming to light that forced him out into this retirement situation and i think it's important not to lose sight of that yeah, and we also have to mention that these are all allegations, of course, yes. but pro wrestling is a very dark business. At the top of pro wrestling, it's based out of carnyism, and unfortunately, you do see a lot of these issues, whether it comes greed or whether it comes a lot of people who are eaten up and spit out in wrestling, and it's very sad. Yeah. It's absolutely uh, just... Uh, dark Side of the Ring picked the wrong year to get canceled. I know. Well, now they're doing Dark Side of the 90s, Dark Side of Comedy. I can't wait. I can't wait for Dark Side of Comedy. Are you kidding me? Vice is just the Dark Side Network. Yeah, they're just going to make everybody sad. Yes, they should license the Eddie and the Cruiser song. Uh, so, um, let's see. T. Smitty, $3,005 on a letter note. You said, how excited would you be to go on a shopping spree with Freddie Deadly? Just really just perfect it up there, T. Smitty. Thank you for that. 
very excited. <laughs> but I, I feel like we will be fighting over certain fits. So, mm. you know. Yeah, but I would love to. They need to go with a leopard skin print. Have they tried that out yet? Have they done leopard skin print fits yet? I think they brought I those. I don't know. I think they might have, but that would be incredible. The cow look was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dustin Eck, $10, saying, let's effing go. SmackDown was lit tonight. It was at TD Garden, and dude, the effing place was lit. When Lesnar showed up, Lesnar trolled all of us in the crowd, and he tweeted, he quit. Um, I think that's the other thing to realize is, man, the disconnect at that live show tonight, you could not have been further removed from all of these surrounding circumstances tonight. The audience that was there tonight just was there to watch some wrestling. Yeah, that's the more loyal WWE audience that we're getting. There's a lot more tribalism in the world today. And a lot of these people in WWE, just like in AEW, are willing to overlook just about anything as long as they wave their flag. A lot of times, yeah. though, and, and it, this is not every case, right? Because wrestling is not as popular as it used to be. And I'm comparing to WrestleMania. But I swear, when I was at WrestleMania night one, and like 80% of the people sitting around me, when the Seth Rollins surprise opponent was coming out, they had no clue it was going to be Cody. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's Cody Rhodes. And they were like, no, no. And I'm like, no, no, guys, seriously, it's Cody Rhodes. Like a lot of times... We underestimate how disconnected these people are because we just know all, we have to keep up with all the news. You know, I I can't like I always go back to that moment where I was like, how are all these hundreds of people in this section? You mean to tell me that they didn't know it was going to be Cody? Like, how is that possible? But really, yes, a lot of these people might have not been aware. I'm yeah. jealous of those people, by the way. Same. Yeah. Uh, so Brian Alvarez. <laughs> I ruined that for them, though, by by letting them know it's going yeah. you guys <laughs> i completely ruined it so brian alvarez alvarez said that obviously the situation that brock was smoothed over was legit about him being upset it was smoothed over and fightful select is reporting that the situation was some one source backstage that the situation was overblown but the script was rewritten to reduce brock's Glenn, uh, report the real news that Jimmy's Seafood call out Brian Alvarez. That's the kind of news I want to talk about. Yeah, let's. What, what, I didn't hear about this. What happened? Let's go. Oh, you didn't see that? Like, no, I didn't like see that. Jimmy's the Jimmy Seafood Twitter account literally made fun of Brian Alvarez, and they quoted something funny like sources, you know, on the quote <laughs> that when he posted that Brock walked out. Like, how do you mm. get how do you get made fun of by a restaurant? I don't know. Wendy's is dunking on people all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, God yeah, forbid. Yeah, but Jimmy's, Jimmy's is like WWE's favorite. Like, everybody yeah. always goes to Jimmy's. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. Maybe uh, Vince. Maybe Vince is running Jimmy's now that he has free time uh, in his hands. Jai had. Jai Hedix with the super chat asking where Matt Morgan is. Uh, Matt Morgan's running the city of Longwood in Florida. He's uh, been reelected mayor and he's busy. And I think uh, we're trying to find something schedules to work. Uh, Raj is off. Uh, traveling the globe now, flush with riches from his sale of uh, Wrestling Inc. So we're trying to figure out uh, doing a little reunion uh, show with me, Matt, and Raj sometime, hopefully late summer, maybe in the fall. I don't know. We'll see. What Any happens, truth but... to the rumors that Matt Morgan on that podcast is going to announce his bid for presidency? <gasps> maybe in 2024. Maybe it could have. Maybe he's going to run for uh, governor if if uh, that opens up in Florida. I've been hearing his name has been thrown in the race. I've been hearing Matt you go. Morgan. Is a name to watch in the presidential race of 2024. You hear it? Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Huffman Elite Training, $5. Gone with Vince, Drew McIntyre, Swords, oh, Mrs., uh, Otis's Vomit, Tall, Awful, Wrestler, Fart Joke, 
expands on words like title strap pro wrestling 24 7 championship i mean we'll see SummerSlam. i'm telling you SummerSlam is going to be the sea change and the uh the, what follows after that's where we're really going to see the impact i don't see anybody scrambling uh for monday to institute a new era with SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam is a big deal. There's so much media coming up. Like, in fact, I think SummerSlam, Triple H, Stephanie, and Nikon are going to be doing so much press to uh, put a good face on this and try and get some distance from Vince that they don't have time to to change the creative. Yes. And, and even if they did, again, it would be very subtle changes. These could be along the lines where they're not so scared to say words like strap and belt and whatever. I think that's along the lines of the changes. Not like WWE is all of a sudden going to know how to book baby faces and how to do a lot of these things that I think is structurally flawed with WWE. We'll see. Uh, do we have to talk about the shows tonight? I feel like this is, we're just all, this is just, Summarize it. okay, here's what I want to know from the chat. Here's what I want to know from the chat. Who was watching SmackDown tonight or Rampage and thinking about anything else to where you were watching tonight to see on SmackDown how they were going to address this? Are there going to be any noticeable changes? Like, you're thinking about the news tonight you're not mm -hmm. watching this going oh i can't wait to see uh maxine dupree actually i was looking forward to maxine dupree that was the one thing tonight i was like they better not drop that from the freaking schedule because i'm really looking forward to that that's something we could talk about because it kind of seems like they've replaced poor max dupree i hope yeah, that's what's not up the with case, that? yeah. but it seems like they've gone on viv with max dupree yeah which is crazy um yeah and then the blue jays red sox thing like baseball okay i grew up near the oakland coliseum i got dragged to baseball games as a lot as a kid like baseball is a boring ass sport. Sorry to you baseball fans. Watching baseball, it is long. If those games go on way too long, <laughs> tell me, sir. He said, go and pro you you tell me, Issa, that you're invested past inning six. That if they didn't end it inning six, you wouldn't I be am. like if you can appreciate an entire day at the cathedral. Okay, yeah, yeah. Take away the food and the beer. No, no, I don't not... need one. I go to the stadium. You know how much that costs? Actually, Dodger Stadium has an all you can see section it. that comes I with the ticket. That was my big one. Say. Yeah, I'm on a mission to visit every baseball stadium, and I'm only I only have four to go. Regardless, Dodger Stadium is one of my favorites because my friends in LA took me to that all-you-can-eat section. It was included with the ticket. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, okay, but that like baseball is baseball amazing. Like, we gotta watch I don't, baseball I don't live together. Yeah, I don't sit here and, and kink shame your things that you love, okay? Come on. <laughs> I got no shame. I got no shame in the things that I love. Just leave baseball uh, out of this. Okay, but my point is, like, tonight, that was crazy. That was crazy. That What was the final score? 28 to 5? Yeah. The yeah, it's like a full score. I mean, that's that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I just I went to too many like games. That. More they do. They need more gimmick baseball. And I want gimmick plays like in the Bad News Bears where you pretend that you threw the ball, but you hide it in your glove, and then you like tag the runner. Like, we need to bring back the gimmick plays. Smaller stadiums, bigger baseballs, bigger bats. Well, so PD. basketball, basically. Basketball. PD on Thursdays. Can we just put them in like once a week? You get you know how you have like a designated hitter? You have like a designated steroids guy where you just get, pick one person who gets to be on PED and hit home runs. Can we what okay? What then if it won't be a whole mass problem with baseballs. We regulate steroid use. What if in addition to the salary cap, we just have a weight limit cap for the entire team? <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you spend it however you want, you know? Think about it. We we can fix baseball and all you can eat at every stadium, every section. 
Yeah. It's all you can eat at stuff. every stadium. You just got to pay for it. <laughs> Brian Barry Buck 99 uh, with his uh, Tinder picture there. Just lounging. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's going to be busy next weekend. Yes. Yeah, he's securing is. those bags, man. You got to get that oh, bag. WWE bags. I've got it. Maybe Vince McMahon can start a podcast with Conrad Thompson because that is his ticket to working for AEW or WWE. Let's, I'd love to see it. Break all kinds of records. Save with Vince. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, John, George, everyone just toss some money tonight. 700 of y'all just hanging out. Love y'all. And sorry if you already covered, but TK's chiming in on Vince is such garbage. And they don't have a PR team. Just remind me of Francis from Pee Wee. They don't. They don't. I no want him. Fight. No, no, Holy no. Shit. I want Tony Twitter fingers to stay tweeting. I like the messiness. I like the scandalousness of it. This is, these are all going to be matters of public record. So when we look back and document this war, we're going to see all these crazy tweets from Tony Khan, and they're always hilarious. Okay. May okay, I suggest reading them in his voice? If you read Tony's tweets the way that you would think that he would sound saying it out loud, it makes it much more fun. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here we go. So Alfred, and I don't want credit for this. Don't be tagging me in this because it's going to get okay. you just blown up. But you oh, should be yeah. like, how Tony Khan sees himself in a picture of Bruce Wayne. And then like, Tony Khan in reality and it's Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> we might have to make that happen. At Glenn Rubenstein, that's your yeah. Tag him. I, don't, I don't want credit. Tag that's, him. I'm, I'm actually, technically, that's uh, that's John Jordan uh, who came up with that. So there thank you, you John Jordan. Um, <laughs> man, but yeah, I just we're just all reacting tonight. We're all we're all processing this. We're dealing with this. We're dealing with the absence of Max Dupree on SmackDown. We're dealing with the fact Sami Zayn might have a real injury. What's what's the details on that? Yeah, there was an update today. on Wrestling Inc. about uh, Sami Zayn and his injury. We can pull that up. That's I think he'll be fine, though. But that, yeah, again, they've just the wrestling business has been racked with injuries, but particularly in AEW. But okay, so we can talk about recap. Uh, but before we get into it, I just need this as the teaser tonight. Uh, Alfred, what? Don't we don't have to go discuss it? But what is your what is your grade for the freestyle rap battle tonight on AEW Rampage? As a whole, I'll give it a B minus. It was a bit obnoxious. There were so many WWE references. I thought Austin Gunn, the content that he used, I think was spicier than what Max Cast. Max Cast was clearly yes. a better rapper. And I think they gimmicked it to where Austin Gunn was like intentionally flooding lines. And then of course at the end, he was obviously doing it on purpose, but I think they went out of the way to make sure that Max Caster can win this battle. But I mean, you know, bring up the team that he was dating Chris Statlander. I mean, you could have rhymed some, a lot of things with Chris Statlander. There's a, he had a potential to win that because I think the material he used against Max Caster was way more interesting. He rhymed that with that. Yes, yeah, he did. It was not. <laughs> I think he had his original line, and they say, "Okay, that might beat me. Let's uh, reword this to where you say this, and and it's worse." Yeah, Max. I have very high expectations for Platinum Max Caster, and they were not met tonight. Well, yeah, but this isn't live. Wednesday, he's going to come out with those retirement bars, and you know, know. He, he'll get that reaction. What, what word is he going to? What's the phrase that pays? Let's all choose a word that rhymes with retire. That Max Caster. I say it's going to be prior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I just wrote it in my head a plus 
Yeah, prior. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think it's going to be priors. I think I think he's going to oh. use it. You know. Yeah. Mm. That's that's what, the punchline. What do you think, Issa? What what rhymes with retire that uh, Max Caster is going to rhyme about this Wednesday? Empire. Mm. Empire. That could be a fire bar. <laughs> Empire and retire goes hand in hand with what's going on here. Whatever he puts in between there, he's better be creative. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's uh we got some super chats. People people just tossing the money. Tossing the money like we're just breakdancing in front of Pier 39 with the boom box and doing the robot, and people are just tossing money at us tonight. Uh let's see. Super chats here. Dustin Eck. Oh, uh, I'll start with this one. Jeff Lopez. Uh, saying no Vince to steer. Oh, that's a good point. Does theory still get the push? That's a no. very good point. I, I say yes, because theory was very much somebody who Triple H was recruiting with like Gabe Sapolsky when they, he was running Evolve. So I think that Triple H was high on theory, just like an NXT. They seemed high in theory and he is the type of prototypical WWE guy. And if he's already won money in the bank and they're this deep with theory, I could see him being protected. I was actually kind of surprised that Vince McMahon was also on board with theory because I felt like it was very much a, a triple H call to have theory be pushed. Hmm. Dustin act $10. LOL. The times my family and I go to a Red Sox game. We just stay on the fourth inning, then leave and watch the game at the bar. Baseball's hella boring, but MLB video games are mad fun to play. Baseball is not the most exciting sport. I'll give you that, but it's fun to watch live and it gets very good during the pennant races. And it's fun to have on in the background. We're just hanging out doing your thing. And some games are actually like Yankees, Red Sox. I'm always there for that. There's some games that are in interleague play. It's always exciting. But if you had to pick between basketball, hockey, and baseball to watch live, basketball being the fastest paced game, hockey being the most action packed, and baseball being baseball, which would you pick? I I would do basketball because they are building the Clipper Stadium right down the street from where I am. And so I'll be there, probably living there. But. I hear hockey is fire live. I've not been to a hockey game, so I can't knock it till I try. But I hear anybody, people who don't even like hockey, say if you go to a hockey game, it's a good time from beginning to end. Hockey is incredible. Issa, your, your picks. What was the question? Basketball, <laughs> hockey, or baseball? Oh, baseball. Of course it's baseball, Glenn. Stop picking wow. on me tonight. <laughs> this is me picking on you, apparently. Yeah, Glenn. Uh, Brian Berry, four ninety nine. Issa, will you take next weekend off if Brock beats Roman? I can't take next weekend on. I mean, I'm in Nashville next weekend, so if you see me, say hello. That's right. And Terry Allen Jr. with Xavier Woods said Ring of Honor. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> hey, it's a new day in WWE. You can say references to the competition. <laughs> yes. Okay. Stephanie McMahon tonight came out. We talked it. We talked about this. Stephanie came out. The Vince was retiring. Uh, audience booing Vince's retirement. Thank you, Vince. She wanted to get them saying thank you, Vince. Uh, th this was kind of, I don't want to say botched. This was not executed in the most seamless way possible. Issa, your thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, again, it felt like a, it wasn't necessary and it it was it was just there for me this is just gonna be there i did feel a little bit of 
it felt legitimate when she looked at the camera and said, thank you, dad. But, you know, Stephanie's a great actress. So, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was a moment. It was a moment. I still, you guys know what I wanted to see from this. So. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, Issa. It was a moment. It lasted for about a moment and then they just moved on with it. Business as usual. So we had the Street Profits come out. We had Austin Theory come out. We're setting up the six-man tag for the main event tonight um and building more the suspense of his theory going to cash in at SummerSlam on Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. I want you to know that I have gone onto Urban Dictionary. It is currently under review and I have uh put in there that the definition of Austin theory is a failed cash in. <laughs> currently under review. Let us know. Update currently us under review. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted, but <laughs> That's all I'm going to say uh, about Austin theory. Ludwig Kaiser beat Shinsuke Nakamura and Gunther seemed like, hey, Ludwig, we're cool. And then he chopped him anyhow. Very complicated relationship. Erroneous. I don't like Shinsuke losing. I thought this was going to set up for Shinsuke against Gunther at, uh, at SummerSlam. But now it looks like we're just going into a Gunther and Ludwig story and Shinsuke is just the pawn. Yeah, that's very surprising to me. That's exactly what it seemed like, is that the priority is Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser, which I, I don't know if I'm alone on this. This just strikes me as abusive. It's like It feels like domestic yeah. abuse when I see how he, I think it's the psychological mind games yeah, he plays but, before he hits him. What if he likes it? Maybe he does, but I really do feel after these segments, they need to have like him break character and appear backstage saying that like domestic violence is wrong. If you know anybody you who's been slapped, yes. Um, two of my cats are like this. They're a bonded pair, Stuart and Simon. We adopted them together and they will cuddle. And then they will do this thing where one of them bites the other one on back of the neck, like really hard. And there's like purring. And then sometimes they'll just do, do that. And then it turns into slapping. And like, one of them's like, you crossed a line, man. You know, we had a safe word and you didn't honor it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you like, say they're a bonded pair. Do you mean like Siamese cats? Are they like no, no, no? Bonded pairs. You don't know about bonded pairs? No. Okay, so cats like can imprint on each other really young, and it's not has nothing to do with siblings. It's just that a cat gets so used to another cat being around, and and you see shelters have a hard time. Like seriously, if you're ever going to adopt more than one cat, please adopt a bonded pair because shelters have trouble placing them. And when they are separated, if a bonded pair is separated, like they don't eat, and sometimes legitimately they just get like depressed and shut down and die if they are not around. Not depressed and shutting down. Yeah. That's sad. I know. It's very sad. So yeah, if you ever see a bonded pair advertised and you want more than one cat, please adopt them because they have a hell of a time placing two cats together a lot of times. But they just become like dependent on each other. It's a, it's a real thing. Like they are always together. And we have to take one to the vet. The other one's freaking out and crying. Like, where are they? Like, it's a, it's a big deal. So this is kind of like, like Ludwig and Gunther remind me. Bonded, that's, that's what their name should be. The bonded cats. Yes. I actually bonded like it. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. With Stuart and Simon, we've definitely speculated about Stuart and Simon and the nature of their relationship. Like my, my, my wife and I have uh, elaborate, like fan fiction ascribing stories to what's going on with our cats. It's often more interesting than the wrestling that we're watching. <laughs> I like to see the graphic novel. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so yes, uh, but I agree potentially an abusive relationship. And if you are in a situation where you don't feel safe at home, please, there are resources out there. Yes. Um, I also learned that when you're at the doctor and they say, do you feel safe at home in your relationship, in your environment? Don't make a joke. 
That is not the time to make a joke. Not a laughing matter. <laughs> they take that very seriously. Um, so, yeah, don't say why. What have you heard? That, that wrong thing to say. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you say that? I did say that once. That's <laughs> amazing. I love, you love to see it. <laughs> okay. We're really, really derailing uh, tonight. Again, weird, weird day, weird week, weird year. Uh, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey came face to face. They're going to have a rematch at this. SummerSlam. Yeah, talk, talk, talk to the people. Talk. I'm going to go and get a drink and hit the bathroom quickly because I've drank a lot of fluids. You, uh, everybody, picture that. Uh, Issa, talk about why you love this. Alfred, chime in. I'll be, I'll be for back. sure. <laughs> I thought this was the best promo from either one of them in a long time. I really, really, I enjoyed this Ronda Rousey a lot. And maybe Ronda's a little more inspired. I know there's news report that Ronda was the one that pitched the idea for Liv mm -hmm. to win. And maybe that's bringing an extra, a little bit of extra something in Ronda to be excited to be working with Liv. But I thought this was a very, very well executed promo by Ronda. And I really loved what Liv had to say to counter that promo when she said, I, I need this, you know, and, and she's right. You know, this is something that she needs. Like, and I, I personally thought that this was exciting. I didn't need to be invested in this match because it's a rematch from the cash in. It was bound to happen. I thought they did a good job at selling this match tonight. Yeah, I didn't think there was much wrong with this, and I thought they were fine. It's just the idea of babyface versus babyface, and this current iteration of how they're pushing these two, I think it's kind of harder for me to really get invested in this, because I do feel like Liv Morgan's going to win. I also feel like, and this is something that might tempt WWE, in that if Ronda Rousey was to beat Liv Morgan, this feud would take a turn. This feud would, people yeah. might be more invested in this feud than any other because it would be that complaint thing where they're feeling Liv Morgan was victimized and she earned this and you're taking it away. Very much like Christian losing to Randy Orton. So I'm not saying I want Ronda to win for those reasons, but I feel like that's the elephant in the room is that people are kind of waiting and saying. Yeah, do you not think that maybe this is, and I know we don't like this kind of finishes on a pay-per-view, but with it being a return, wouldn't this be a great time to bring back Bailey, beat them both up, yeah. nobody wins, and that way you kind of like can move on from the feud without having to pin one or the other? I really think that this is a great time to have somebody come back. Somebody come back. Though. Like, don't have Natalia come out there and beat them up because that will completely ruin it. But if you have somebody like a Bailey, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just got I just got really bad PTSD from last SummerSlam where where Becky came back uh, and he fucked the whole thing up. In twenty six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and well, hey, well, to that point, I do think that Bianca Belair is going to beat Becky Lynch in twenty six seconds. You think I so? Think they kind of seem to be hinting toward that. I don't Raw. know. They kept saying twenty six seconds. It's like the whole build of this. It's I know, but you know what, like. I was actually a little bothered because I, and I love Bianca and her promos, but she said, this is my comeback story from SummerSlam last year. And I was like, girl, you got that at WrestleMania. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. And I just, I love the WrestleMania match so much that I feel like we would be robbed of, because since I rematch, I would see how this been delivered at WrestleMania. So I would like to see a good played out and, and a clean finish for whoever it is that it goes. Obviously, you know, I'm very vocal about Becky Lynch being my favorite. So it's like very weird because I love Bianca. So I, when they're when they're feuding with each other, it's the one time that you can actually get me to go 50-50 on a Becky Lynch match. I'm excited, but I really hope, no offense, that you're wrong and that we get a match from them that even, I don't know if 
I hope they can top what they did at WrestleMania, but I just thought that match was incredible. I don't think they would. I went on record on national public radio, and I said that Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38 was the greatest women's wrestling match of all time. At the very what? least in WWE history. Absolutely, 100%. I think that you know, I, I, need to, I need to revisit that match. I remember how much I enjoyed it live, but I haven't gone back to rewatch any of the WrestleManias. And, been, you know, being there live is different. You miss so much of the in-ring psychology. So I that's a match that I have actually been really, really wanting to revisit. Now you got me. I, I might watch it tonight. It's my Wait, favorite women's match ever. Better than Sasha Bailey at TakeOver. Better than Sasha oh. Becky at TakeOver. Sasha, uh, okay, the greatest women's match of WrestleMania history. I, I, Sasha Bailey, it's up there. And also, I would say it is better. I do think that maybe in the history of WWE, it just from start to finish, I know there was that spot where uh, Bailey, uh, Bianca Belair got a black eye, but I think it's one of those things that kind of made the match better because it was just yeah. Becky Lynch hitting the spot and it looked more brutal. Right. And everything in that match is perfect. And they just went at a certain pace for the entire match and were mostly so on point. I thought it was great. Yeah. Not wow. as good a story. I'll give you that. The story really in the motion of Bailey and Sasha made it for more of a emotionally memorable match. But in terms of a wrestling match, I thought Bianca and Becky was the best. Allison Tuckbob, $50 super chat. Wow. Thank you. Wow, look at Allison. Look at our sugar mom over here. Uh, Allison clarifying saying, I was saying Vince McMahon's just stepping down because of the personal stuff for these people can come check on them without notice, without that, without them knowing, talking about WWE. Sorry for the mess up. Oh, what yeah. Did no, I don't understand that. Can you clarify it in another super chat? I, I really don't. I'm, I'm having trouble comprehending. What I Alfred, just stop what? it. This, this don't even go to you. It goes to Raj. <laughs> no, it goes, it goes to the new owners of the site. It goes yeah, to it's media. <laughs> I, I understand what Allison is saying. Yeah, no, I get it. Thank you, Allison. We're really Thank you, grateful. Allison. Always a great friend of the show. Um, absolutely. Uh, and Kier Kemp, uh, $5 saying maybe wrestlers can get their regular names back now. I, hope so. I doubt that. No, I think this is the problem. If this was Triple H and Stephanie running the company, good times. Bright skies ahead. Nick Khan, co-CEO. They're, they're, I... You know, they're going to cut catering. They're going to put vending machines backstage. <laughs> they're going to have to pay for their own meals. They're going to have a Panda Express Mobile Panda Express with a checkout counter, you know, and they're going to sell the wrestlers a meal pass. There's, yeah, there's going to be cards 10% off Postmates when you Postmate your own order. It's DoorDash, remember? They, they, um, oh, that's right. They partner with DoorDash. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so where are we at? Oh, uh, where are we at in the, we were talking about Liv. Well, we already talked about Liv and, oh, that's right. Liv and Rhonda. Yeah. So, who wins at SummerSlam? We talked about that. I said that's the perfect spot oh. to have like a Bailey comeback or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think It'll nobody wins. Wait, I, I, I could see nobody winning. I could definitely see them protecting Ronda like that. But yeah. I would love to see Bailey come back at SummerSlam. It's really been too long, and Me I've been too. expecting her the past couple of pay per views. Well, a Corbin came out of nowhere tonight and attacked Pat McAfee. <laughs> this was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grab the uh, mic. Did the bum ass Corbin thing. Um, it's funny that whoever wrote the recap on Wrestling Inc. transcribed it as bomb ass Corbin, and I'm like, that was not what he was having people chant. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I that, will say, 
I was thinking because you were mentioning how everybody was thinking about the news, and I was also thinking about Brock Lesnar walking out and watching this go down. I was just thinking if Brock Lesnar stays gone from WWE, this might be your main event because they've promoted this match just as much as any other. Yeah, and they did a backstage was, brawl yeah. pull apart, which, listen, that's the way to my heart right there. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, was all prepared before that end segment to go on tonight and be like, who's who's the replacement for SummerSlam for Roman? And I was going to pitch like Me. Tony D'Angelo or just the craziest idea possible. <laughs> oh, it's Issa. They're not doing, uh, you know, mixed gender wrestling, Issa. No matter what your letters and volunteer efforts uh, <laughs> do to try and persuade them. Me, me and Roman Reigns were bonded cats. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the girl one. from Clueless, when she learns a new word, and you have to use it once in a sentence every day. Yeah, I just no. You got to use that once a podcast. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about what everyone's talking about tonight, which was the Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. They're talking about that? No, I was being facetious. Adam no, Pierce I... was on the phone backstage, and Sonya Deville approached him and threw some shade. So Sonya was going to face Raquel Rodriguez later that night. Yes. Then we had uh back at ringside the brawling brutes come to the ring for chalets and shenanigans which i have to assume is a tribute to the, to the 30th anniversary of house of pain's debut album which <laughs> is this week um so what'd you think of this whole like chalet match with seamus and drew that's going to take place at the uk pay-per-view are you excited about this i feel like this has been a whole big uh build up for nothing so far this is going to take place at the pay-per-view is it no, it's no, gonna be the UK uh, uh, stadium show. Part of me. So the, the it's a number one contender match. Whoever yeah. wins it faces Roman Reigns. Oh, well, that's right. That's right. Castle. Yeah, yeah. This was scheduled for SummerSlam, and they pulled it. So the first thing I could think that's about right, is those right. reports about WWE not being happy with this uh, SummerSlam card are starting to really show. And and it's you know there's a lot of rematches and Sheamus versus Drew is one that we've seen too many times for it to be on a pay per view. Uh, I personally think it should be a triple threat. Big meaty men slapping meat in the UK internationally. Sign. Don't me Google up. it, or do. <laughs> I know. Did you register Google your it. domain name yet, Issa? Did you register? Oh my your god! No, no, no. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> and just redirect it to your Twitter account. Uh, I don't like this storyline at money, all. Money, Glenn. I think the shameless storyline makes no sense. Wait, let's talk about how Issa's going to make money with this website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going to get a bunch of wrestling talent to go to a warehouse and make... BigMeetyManSloppyMeet.com oh. is, is my only thing. And it'll redirect. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't like the storyline either, obviously. No, no one likes the storyline. <laughs> no, Even awful. fans in the UK are like, really? Like, this is what you're building for us? It makes no sense. It makes the management look like idiots that Sheamus has been backing out of these matches. It's really kind of burying the title because it's supposed to be the richest prize and Sheamus keeps finding ways to screw around and not wrestle for it. So there's just all kinds of things that are wrong with this. Yeah. Um, yes. Butch. Uh, so Butch. 
There are Butch references on AEW. You you got to encroach. We got to sue them. I know. I know. So Paul Heyman had a strategy for the Usos to use theory to their advantage tonight, but then drop theory because they're worried about like, it's really weird how they're trying to make it credible that Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar would be like afraid of Austin theory. They wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. They wouldn't be scared of Austin theory, but they would be concerned with the possibility of him cashing in when Roman Reigns is beaten down. And I do like that B subplot that they're trying to at least eliminate Austin theory under the guise that he might cash in. Did you just use Roman Reigns and beaten down in the same sentence? Yes. It it can happen. (laughs) I mean, if he goes, let's say he goes an hour and beats Brock Lesnar, okay? He'll be a little tired, won't he? No, he won't. (laughs) Not at all. I'm not touching this conversation. What? All right. What? But I, I do like them doing that, but they're doing the classic thing with the money in the bank where they don't let you win matches when you're money in the bank. What is going on? I'm just sitting here anonymously. Oh. We talk about Roman going all night. Um, also, Austin Gunn had these same glasses. I have the same glasses. He had the mirrored ones. I have the mirrored ones also. I noticed that tonight. Like, oh, I recognize those. Amazon. Those are like 10 bucks a pair. Uh, so um, Raquel Rodriguez beat up Sony Deville. What do you do with Sony Deville from here? Like the, uh, these women's feuds outside of the championship. I, I like that we're seeing more women's talent. They're getting spots, but Raquel and Sonia, like this is kind of, we really need to develop this. And then this whole Leah Lacey thing. Like I worry that this is the, the quality of writing that we're getting for some of these. Brock Lesnar had an Iron Man match. It was 60 minutes against Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he was very tired afterwards. He was great. Um, I I don't know what it's you do with Sonya Bill because she is probably Brock's best match. Because um, Sonya is um, not credible anymore. Right? And what happened to... I thought she was with uh, Shayna Baszler. That went nowhere. I don't I don't understand what Shayna... What, um, Sonia's role is anymore or her purpose outside of just trolling peers backstage. Yeah, I do think they're actually doing something with Sonia Deville, crazy as it sounds, because her losses always have a story to them. And the story is that she's trying to get power back and she's trying to undermine Adam Pierce and she keeps losing. So I think this is going to eventually go somewhere. Maybe she gets back into power. Who knows what happens? Maybe she takes Vince's job. But something is happening with Sonia Deville that they're building up toward. And I guess Raquel Rodriguez winning was part of that. But I just don't like the presentation of Raquel Rodriguez. It's good to see her winning matches. She's actually having good matches. It's just, this seems like a micromanaged, like, no subtly whatsoever. She's got a smile through everything. She's got this generic salsa music that I don't think really fits her. I really liked her music in NXT, which reminded me of Big Daddy Cool Diesel. And I just don't feel like this is at all the same kind of three-dimensional character that we got in NXT. It feels like a whole different character. It doesn't feel like NXT. Raquel, but that seems to be something that happens to every call-up recently. You know what they should do with Sonya? If they want to get new, like the worst heat ever. If they want to create the biggest heel... <laughs> In WWE, Sonya should take credit for discouraging Naomi and getting rid of talent that she had problems with. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, Glenn. That's the ideas I like hearing on this podcast. Right? I mean, just lean into it. Like, you're yes. a heel. Like, just be like, and who who's she going to get rid of next? 
you know? I'm with it. They, they Listen, they've already kind of put that out there with Sonya Deville, and they're already kind of going that direction with Naomi. Hey, why not just uh, add that feather to her cap? I mean, you got the situation. This one. Hey, you got to get heat. We never got the can. payoff. We never got to see. We never got the real payoff to that story. Not this in a meaningful way. Um, so Lacey Evans is a real American hero, much like G.I. Joe. If uh, Lacey were a G.I. Joe character. Now, G.I. Joe. Who, <laughs> she's like, I want none of this. Now, G.I. Joe gave every character, like there was Duke and Scarlet and Lady Jade, but then Lady they had Jade. all these characters like Lift Ticket, he skis, or Lifeline, it's a medic, you know, or Roadblock. Roadblock, like yeah. What would Lacey Evans' occupation-based G.I. Joe name be? It has to be a new name, because I was just going to compare her to, to uh, either Scarlet or Lady Jade. Oh, I think we should give her, like, you know, she should have an occupation in the military, and then it should be, like, you know, you know. That, no, 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 know. that's, think that's about good. That. We, we can do that. And there could be action figures, too. Mattel you know can what? jump on this. I, I think I think Issa could probably think of some really uh, 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 descriptive <laughs> names to t- based on those promos of what Lacey's all about, you know? I, I, I probably shouldn't say him. <laughs> Professional crybaby, is that what you're gonna say? Oh, that's the yeah. resident, resident crybaby. <laughs> you don't know hardship like Issa knew growing up. No, she would never, she would never. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna move on from this, but she punched Aaliyah, like, whatever, like, poor Aaliyah. This is where seriously, I did not mind the promo from Lacey. I think that she was just doing what WWE likes her heels to do, and she delivered the lines well. But my god, for every minute, Aaliyah let this go on, and this went on for a long time. She seemed like such a chump, and she seemed like kind of the heel. And that Lacey walked out last week, so now you're gonna let her talk again and do the same thing. And finally, late in the promo, she kind of charged her, and then she got punched out. How are we supposed to care about Aaliyah in any way, shape, or form? Yes. Very, uh, this is going nowhere. Maybe whoever is in charge of uh, creative now will have another reboot for Lacey's character. Maybe she'll be a face this time. What would you reboot her as, Glenn? Uh, That's a good question. Well, yeah, just take the Liberty Bell gimmick from Glow. Like, let's just, let's just go for it. Can we go back to 1992, 93, make her an Iraqi sympathizer? If we're going to make an American hero a heel, we do Sergeant Slaughter and we have her come on the screen every week and, you know, play a devil advocate. I went down a rabbit wow. hole the other night with Sergeant Slaughter. I was like reading about G.I. Joe because I was on the 80s commercial vault, which if you don't subscribe to that on YouTube, you got to subscribe to 80s commercials vault. It's all just rips from TV of 80s and 90s commercials. They strip out the yes. programs and it's just commercials. But he's the 80s commercials vault has been uploading these G.I. Joe commercials lately and everything has like a complicated story. Like where they're like G.I. Joe and sh-, like their commercials for when G.I. Joe was at the tail end of the life cycle, and they were just trying to milk as much money as possible out of every kid that was still on board, where it's like, you know, here's the G.I. Joe fighter, but G.I. Joe developed this fighter pod that can carry eight Joes at once, you know? And it was like, 
you know, Cobra, since Cobra Commander disappeared, they went and cloned the most evil leaders to get like Septar or whatever his name was. You know, he's like the most evil Cobra leader and he's part snake. Like very complicated backstory for all these, you know? So, so for Lacey Evans, it could be like, you know, uh, this is Lacey Evans. She, she was a heel and then she was a face. And then we kind of <laughs> thought we were going to like make her a face uh, even more, but then we decided to make her a heel again and her action figure is av available now, you know? It's like a 10-minute vignette. Yeah, like in NXT, in NXT, she was pretty cool. But then they brought up to the main roster and this whole nasty thing. Then she was like hooking up with Ric Flair. And I don't know what that was all about. And then she was off TV because she actually in real life had a kid, not Rick's. Uh, you know, and this could be the G.I. Joe commercial. The announcer just hyping it up. So buy the new action figure. Does Lacey Evans walk Ric Flair to the ring next week? No. <laughs> what? Hey, Jeff, Jared's going to be on the show. Asking the real questions right there. I would love to see And then her. Charlotte comes out and attacks her. I'm assuming right? Charlotte's going to be backstage. Her dad That's what or I'm her saying. husband? That's oh what I'm saying. God. That You talk about storylines, Glenn, that never got a payoff. We never got a payoff to this. I think Lacey should have come back and said they should have done a Maury thing and just been like, Charlotte, uh, you know, I just gave birth to your, your stepsister or whatever. Like. I would have loved that. And you know what they should also do is after the Ric Flair match, hopefully he gets time to celebrate in the ring and commemorate his career. And they have all his family in there. They should just have Lacey Evans there with her baby. Not even make reference to it so that people think that it's real. <laughs> just have her there with her baby in the ring. I mean, if they if they um, leaned into Jason Jordan being Kurt Angle's son, like, come on. Let's let's go all the way with this. Yes. Oh, Vult, Vulture talks. Vulture talks might have it. Like, just make Lacey a full blown Karen. I mean, yes, that's what I'm saying. Isn't she? I thought that's what. No, is but it? she's not enough though. She hasn't asked to speak to anyone's manager. You know, Lieutenant like, Karen. Lieutenant Karen. That's her yeah, GI Joe. That could work. That would be a fire GI Joe. Yeah. I think Vulture talks cracked this thing, man. Let's go. Lieutenant Karen comes with her own cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got the dual motion on the arm. You hit it once and it's pulling it up to record you because for, for some reason it thinks it's going to bust you. And then you hit it again and it goes up and like, you know, I want to call the police and file a false report. You know, I mean, we can just go full on with it, you know? I'm here for it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tonight. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. What, did Glenn's Wi Fi turn on him? I think Glenn's oh, Wi Fi right. just turned heel, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, here he is. He's uh, back. He's back. So the the main event tonight, Jesus, we're already here. Uh, the Usos in theory versus the Street Profits and America's sweetheart, Madcap Moss, teaming with the baby faces. America's sweetheart. <laughs> I love the Usos reaction. No, I mean, why was Madcap Moss teaming with the baby faces? How on earth does this make sense? Because uh, he's a baby face. He is. I will say this about Madcap. He looks so explosive in there and he's got so much promise, but they seem to not have a clue what to do with this guy's. His gear is generic. His music is generic. They really don't tell you much about him outside of his physical attributes. There's no character here. In fact, I don't think the Madcap Moss character is an improvement. I'm glad that comedian character is done. But at least there was a story as to this guy's motivation, and they were actually telling you who this character was. This is just a guy doing explosive moves. They, I have no idea who Madcap is. 
oh, Dino Garofola, uh, uh, Lacey could have a split personality, and sometimes she could be Facey Evans and be a baby face. And like one week she's baby face, and she could turn heel in the middle of the match and then go back to face, like like a two face thing. Like we're not sure which personality is in control. Didn't we do that with Big Show? It's mm. a good point. ah. The kids don't remember, you know. Yes. Uh, so, um, but this this main event, I mean, the Usos and Madcap got the win. Theory beat down Moss uh, with his briefcase. I thought Madcap looked great in this match, especially with the amount of talent that was in the ring with him. You know, the strict profits, the Usos. He really stood out. Yes. It's just, okay, here's the thing. When they had the match and they're like, Madcap Moss and Theory, this is the future of the WWE right here. It's kind of like that, oh shit, this is, huh? Like, this is what we got, you know? Yeah, and it's not... As much as I think that these guys are talented in their own right, it's not like an exciting thing that you're thinking. This is kind of a sea change. I remember in 96 seeing a match between Steve Austin and Triple H, and it was treated that same way. And they were both on the come up, and they are both kind of getting steam. And you're thinking, this is a future. And it was actually pretty exciting to see. But this doesn't seem like these are two future big-time main event stars who are going to separate at this moment. I don't think they've no, done a particularly no. great job with both of these guys. You know what it's like? It's like you go to college, you get that student loan, you get out of college, you take that job and you think, well, making a little money, figuring out my way in life, paying off my student loan. And then one day at work, you just realize, wait, this is my future. This is what I'm doing for a living. This is my career. There's no dreams anymore. There's no one day. It's the now and I'm living in it. And that realization is very similar to that one I had watching Austin Theory and Mad Cat Moss wrestle each other. Wow, that's a great comparison because <laughs> you can agree. plan for your future and you can dream oh finn balor that's the future of wwe right. shinsuke nakamura that's the future nope it's a student loan and madcap moss versus austin theory well i'm not the future main eventers in the words of Vince welcome McMahon to the real world life sucks and then you die can we talk about the real main eventer that came out after all of this, please? Well, we should quickly just mention Maxine Dupree. Who was Maxine Dupree that we met tonight? Who, that was uh, Sophia teased... Cromwell. Not familiar. She is, she, you've seen her. She appears on NXT as uh, Von Wagner's muse in some oh, ways. Okay. Whoa. Oh, well, okay. you know, yeah, if you made one... fun of me for not knowing who the two girls were, there <laughs> you go. Yeah, because if there's one NXT performer, <laughs> That I am just like glue hooked on. It's Von Wagner. Yeah. They just saw the good job she did with Von Wagner and thought that maybe she'd get these two young bucks over. Um, I'm worried about LA Knight. If, uh, Me Max too, man. Free. It seems like he's being replaced. I would think it's egregious. I happen to love the job he was doing. I thought he understood this perfectly. You got to give these things a few weeks to work it out. And I do not think that Maxime Dupree or what I've seen from Sophia Cromwell will translate better than what LA Knight could have brought to this. I don't like this decision at all if, in fact, he is being replaced. We'll see. Yes, Dream I was so excited week one of this gimmick, and I know I feel like they're I taking know. it away from me already. The, the, the swimwear idea is actually a good idea too, but with Max Dupree, I think he would have been funny with this. I agree. Dream like, on, finally, I'll sorry, just say this: there are homoerotic vibes with this 
gimmick that I, I happen to enjoy in terms of it being different than anything else on the show. And Max Dupree added to that. And I think having femininity with this completely undermines what I thought was the purpose of this gimmick. That's actually I'm not touching point. that one. I'm not touching There's that. nothing wrong with homoerotic vibes. No, I'm not that. saying there is. It's a good thing. It's, no, I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying you could still have homoerotic vibes with a woman selling it because it's the models that are the home. I thought we're, I mean, sensitive subject to unpack. You know? I agree, but based on her presentation, it seemed like they were going for the cheap sex sell thing where she's going to make it sexy. And we'll see. We'll see how they end up doing this. I just and thought I'm there was an irony to it that it was very funny. And let me just say, for my personal taste, if WWE was like 20% gayer, I think it would be a much better product. And 50% be gayer. Everybody should be gay in WWE. They need an angle where everybody's gay. Everybody's and- gay. And they ostracize the people who aren't. Well, not necessarily ostracize. Let's say that. But, you know what I mean? They need to make up for lost ground. I mean, what happened to, like, can we talk about Brock now? Hold on. I was gonna say, that's why I think I love what Pretty Deadly is doing on NXT. Pretty Deadly are just so wonderful to watch. Yeah. They add a really good vibe. They diversify the horniness of the show. And I think it works beautifully. And Brock Lesnar once made out with Kurt Angle. So. So Brock Lesnar showed up at the end and just beat up everybody. We didn't yes, think he, he did. Yes. Not everybody, just theory. Well, and Brock showed up with that smile on his face like... He looked beautiful. Know. His complexion looked impressive. I personally think he has been moisturizing every night. Exfoliation? <laughs> yes. Brock A good moisture routine... Like, let's talk about this for a second because I think that our audience does not realize that as you age, if you want to reduce the effects of aging a good moisturizing routine is key and not just for your face yeah all types of we need a moisturizing sponsor for this podcast i think that'd be a lot of fun well and you can always I, use cocoa butter or coconut oil oh yeah you know unless you might some people break out from coconut oil but, we should have a live demonstration of moisturizing and i can i'll i'll moisturize my ashy elbows and show you guys just how cocoa butter solves that problem it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so yeah, it was cool. It was cool that Brock. I want to think. I want to uh, think of Brock Lesnar walking out, going to his truck, a big pickup truck, <laughs> and then opening the door, and then realizing that he was walking out on the fence, and then he said to himself, "I am a beast, but I am not a monster." And then he <laughs> came back in, and did the spot. But before he came back in, did he rub a little cocoa butter on or just a little moisturizer? Because he's like, it's, it's important. No, no, he don't use cocoa butter. Like, like Beastie's using the really good stuff. He's using Jergens. He's using discount Jergens. He's using Dior. Have you ever used Dior skincare? <laughs> oh, my God. That stuff is like skin crack. <laughs> y'all, into, y'all into slugging? Y'all do the slugging? Slugging? Tell me about yeah. this. Yeah. So if you get dry feet, I live in the desert now. So you get like dry feet and dry hands. So like with you. Your hands, you put moisturizer, like the nice working hands cream. Then you put on gloves and you just kind of like bathe in the moisturizer. And with your feet, what you do, is you put the moisture on your feet and then you wrap in saran wrap around your feet and then put you on do that socks. You when you get a pedicure. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll just chill on the couch with the cats on a Sunday, take care of my dry feet and just do a little therapy and just slug for a bit, hang out, wow. you know? Oh, it so feels weird at first, but then you start to kind of dig it. You're like, ooh, this is kind of a nice, nice sensation with the saran wrap and just, you know, every, the moisture rubbing against me. I like that there's a term for it, slugging. There's a casual term for you just like hanging out and slugging. Yeah, absolutely, man. All the kids are doing it. 
<laughs> I kind of get into That's this. That's not what I think about if you tell me that you're hanging out slugging. <laughs> I... <laughs> what? So... what do we think about? <laughs> the... This is the first time uh, the three of us have been together in a couple weeks. I feel like tonight we're kind of refining yeah. the vibe. We're making up for lost ground is what we're doing tonight. <laughs> we're keeping this all in the podcast, by the way. I'm in tears. <laughs> I can't. So I bought a DJ controller. I bought the Reloose <sighs> Buddy. Oh, look at that. DJ. Okay, so DJ on the iPad, this app, has neural mix. And what that can do is in real time, separate the vocals, drums, bass, and guitar from a song. So on a DJ app, you can beat match and you can legitimately, and you could do this on your iPad or your iPhone. You can legitimately just say like, just give me the vocals and you can mix in another song, put in the, the, uh, you know, rhythm track or whatnot. So like game changer for acapellas and it plugs into mm. title. So if you have a title subscription, you could just use any of their songs. It'll generate real time stems on the fly. So I bought this controller because it works with the iPad app separate, but it's got like buttons for samples, cue points and knobs for the levels. I got to say, like, I haven't DJed in a couple of years but this is like rekindled my love through this dj app which is only I think, like seven bucks a month or something we're gonna need Pretty to see cheap. some samples on a future podcast i would like 20 seconds yeah. 30 seconds of uh you breaking it down and then isa can freestyle oh i was working on uh uh mashing up uh using this m&ms till i collapse with the rocky theme gonna fly now and getting that like great beat up. yeah absolutely and it goes amazing. surprisingly well together it's been pretty good uh anyhow um i wish the freestyle battle on rampage tonight would have brought me as much joy as making dumb mashups to us. Reggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie. Andre from Outcast, Jada, Corrupt, Nas, and then me. But in this industry, I'm the cause of a lot of envy. So when I'm not put on this list, that shit does not offend me. Till I collapse, Eminem. Such a good song. Love that song. In fact, song. I'm going to say that Till I Collapse is better than Lose Yourself. It might be. It's his, it it might be his best non-single because I don't think it was ever a single where he had no, a music video. For eight it. Mile Road from the Eight Mile. Um, okay. Wait, really? He's such. Oh my God, that song slaps hard. It's a good song. I I'd still take Till I Collapse, but that's a formidable song. I might. I'm gonna have to go listen to them back and forth. But Eight Mile Road, I love that song. Always yeah. loved it, and like people be like, "What?" And I'm like, "Come on, come on." <laughs> it's a great song. Oh man. Um, so let's talk about the rampage. Before we move on, Eminem once at this time period, he had the number one album in the country in the Eminem show, the number yes. one soundtrack in the country in eight miles, and the number one movie in the country uh, in eight miles. So he did all three of those things at the same team time at that point. Shout out to isn't it isn't it weird though how people just sort of fade away from the charts? Like I mean, he's put yeah, out. Yeah, but Eminem of- still does huge streaming numbers. He's still like one of the top streaming artists in the world right now. Yeah. Current music is so foreign to me, and when I hear current hip hop, a lot of the time I'm just kind of like, I get it, but I also don't get it. You know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, top streamers, did you see the record that Bad Bunny broke this week? I did hear he broke a record. I didn't see what the record was, but I saw he broke his own record all-time biggest streaming year for any artist on Spotify. 10.3 billion streams, and it's only July. 
didn't somebody in our business say that he wasn't that big of a deal that he wasn't popping? I remember. Yeah, I remember people. Like yeah, people. Nobody knew who he was. Uh, there was a there was a news article about how he's literally the biggest star in the world right now. Mm. Uh, I'll gladly retweet it one more time for the people who didn't know who he was. It's good to know. It's good to know. Um, and hairdressers everywhere love Bad Bunny. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like. Do you guys have this with wrestling that between Reddit and like Twitter, there are just like these dumb inside jokes that stick with you based on like a Twitter meme or something somebody said, like, and you try to explain it to people and they just look at you like you're nuts. Especially with Reddit. Reddit is like the king of the inside humor, inside joke. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brendan Schaub, but he's like a comedian who had his own community, the fighter and the kid, and they yeah. turn on him. And so now there's one inside joke after another. There's a homeless cats, the trug log, and it's just turned into this huge sub-universe of inside jokes, and it's wild. It is crazy. But that's, I mean, a big part of fandom is that, though. I mean, I think people like feeling... Uh, that they are onto something or into something that other people don't get. That's part of the joy of the sort of yeah. tribal nature of these things. Enjoy the internet. You could always find your tribe on the internet for better or worse. Yes. Um, you still watching Better Call Saul? You caught up on that, Alfred? Um, no, I, I don't. Th I didn't really get into Better Speaking Call Saul. Really? Oh my yeah. god, such a good show. Best thing on TV right now. Intense episode after intense episode. I have to give it a chance. So good. Issa Yellow Jackets is filming soon. Yes. I know. Did you see all the Emmy nominations too? I did. It's very exciting. I love exciting it. Exciting times. Absolutely. Okay. Rampage. The freestyle. Yeah. I was tuning in for this tonight. The rap battle. Same. But we opened the show with Hangman Adam Page and John Silver versus The Butcher and the Blade. It's fine. It's okay. It's yeah. a fine opener. <laughs> Definitely some crowds sweeting. Crowds seem very tired. I, you know, you heard I heard reports that the crowd was pretty much dead because they had to follow that bloody barbed wire match. Oh yeah. I'll be back in two seconds. Okay. You know it's a long podcast when there's pee breaks and water breaks <laughs> on the podcast. There's gonna be an intermission in five minutes, everybody. We're gonna go and smoke and come back. And it's like going to see West Side Story in the theater. Um yeah. Well, the original. Do you remember that? You're a little too young for that. I remember my dad would rent VHS tapes that came on two VHS tapes. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I am not watching this movie. This is too long. If you cannot fit it on one VHS tape, I do not have the intention span for this. The movie Malcolm X with Denzel Washington was on was two, that two tapes. tapes? Good movie, but very long movie. And I didn't get through both of them. And, and you feel like bad that you're like, well, I start, I should finish watching this, but it's, it's kind of tough to, you know? Yeah, there were a couple of their movies. I think The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston was two tapes. There was a bunch of two really? tapes. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay, Issa. Wow. She's fast. Uh, so Claudio Castanoli spoke tonight. So Ring of Honor's having a pay-per-view, and Claudio's wrestling yes. at that. That recap tonight they did of the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I don't think I've seen like, not since the micro machines guy have i seen a recap that fast to run down yes. that card really not promoting that too much a parody it seemed like they were doing a sketch like it was all i could really understand excalibur saying was the names of the wrestlers but he was speaking like a carnival barker it's crazy uh what'd you think of claudio's promo isa i liked it um i just want everybody to stop 
pointing out that he's never won a world championship. Just let him come out there and do it. I don't need it to be, I don't need to be reminded of, especially if he doesn't win, because I don't know how that makes him look. But I really, really like how he put himself over. And and I wish he would have cut more promos like this in WWE, actually. I thought this was great. Yeah, this is fine. They didn't have him out there too long. He said what he needed to say. I do get the feeling he's going to win this match because they keep telling the story about him winning his first world title, and that's their calling card. So this either way should be a good match. I don't think it should be the main event. I think the Briscoes and FTR should be the main event. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Are they mentioning the Briscoes on AEW? though they signed him to a long-term deal that was gonna be one of the news stories before all this shit went down is that the briscoes were signed to a long-term deal by tony khan so it seems like things but a long-term deal with, with, with ROH. Ring of Honor. and i do hear yeah. that our, you know the, the streets have been talking and i do hear roh looks like it's setting up pretty nicely but um it looks like they're gonna be part of roh okay the streets. um shoe lee moriarty with matt Seidel versus dante martin lee moriarty won Yep. This just seemed like a typical Rampage match. It was. Dante is always out there to just look incredible, make other people look incredible, but he just always loses. Yeah. Okay. Let me usually losing to the bigger guys, and this is somebody who I feel like you should have beaten. Yeah, but at the same time, they haven't done much with Lee Moriarty. So Mm -hmm. it was it was good to see him, you know, on some kind of TV. But I just I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Dante just always loses. Okay, so Stokely Hathaway was watching a ringside. Can we, can we have a real moment? Because why not? Tonight's diverting. Stokely Hathaway on the indies. Everyone talking about this guy. One of the best promos. Best promos in all professional wrestling. Signed to WWE. Malcolm Bivitz. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's one of the best promos. This guy's going to be fire in XT. He's going to revolutionize the promo game. Okay, they didn't really use him well, Diamond Mine. He got a couple things, but it wasn't great. Now he's going to AEW. Back to Stokely Hathaway. It's going to be amazing. When do we get to see? When do we get the showcase? Because it's not his lack of talent. When do they give him the TV time and the storyline and the material to showcase what this guy could do? Because I've seen his indie stuff before, and there were a lot of good things, a lot of stuff I like. I like his vibe. I like the way uh, he talks. I like the subject matter of his promos. When do we get to see him achieve his potential? Because I feel like this has been hyped for years now, and we're, we're just not seeing it. It'll be tough on AEW because that's their fundamental problem. It's just so much talent they have. And even in the little moments he's had, he's had some good moments. I thought he was very funny in calling them the sisters in Christ. And he's had his moments. But I unfortunately don't think that he's really going to have that opportunity to see his full potential because he's joined up with Jake Cargill, which I think a lot of people are excited about in that alliance. But they're immediately going to the breakup storyline. And I'm afraid that Jake Cargill might dump him and just – cast him off to the side and we won't be seeing as much as him but i hope that we do get to see stokely hathaway talk more because a guy like even lee moriarty and dante martin could use a guy like stokely hathaway to do their talking if they're going to really build them up yeah yeah that's that's my issue with it i feel like you while it makes jade a bigger star jade is a star already she might not need this mouthpiece she barely even needs to talk she just needs to come out and, and look at her so mm-hmm. I, I wonder if maybe he should go to somebody that could really, really use the mouthpiece. Yeah. I mean, is it supposed to be like a silent Bob situation where he doesn't say anything? And then when he does say something, it's like, boom, here's like one, one sentence of gold. And then we move on because yeah, it, it just that's, they're using like it more a, like that. 
I agree. It just sounded like a good idea on paper to have Stokely with Jade Cargill, but it might be too much of a good thing. I actually liked Mark Sterling with Jade Cargill. I thought he was fine in his role. He would talk when he needed to. He's suing everybody. That's fine in terms of an ancillary part to Jade Cargill, but Stokely could be used in other places where his presence and charisma could really boost somebody up. I feel like he's a luxury to Jade Cargill, who already has the baddies, and Mark Sterling, or at least she had him. Well, every time Jade speaks, it's like Jade should be talking more. Yes, 100%. Yeah, she's great. She's phenomenal. Um, so, uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue and Ashley... De- um, knew, I, knew, I knew. I knew I was going to mispronounce this. I said to myself, I said, wouldn't it be funny if I said it, Ashley Deambois? <laughs> Ashley Deambois. <laughs> yes. um, so, this was another match just for Britt and Jamie to get the win. Yeah, but yeah. they're doing so much women tacting stuff. And just, it worries me. You think they're bringing those titles out? Sasha Naomi coming for those titles. Do they, does AEW get the rights to the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship and use those? No, the NXT ones. The NXT Oh, maybe. Pull one of those out of the trash can? I'm here for it. I heard NXT was good this week. I'm bummed that I had electricians here in the power. Yeah, you should have covered it with us. We had a good time covering it. It was a wild show. They threw away the belts in the trash can. Got a lot of pretty (laughs) newsworthy stuff happening on this show. Yeah. Um, we did get video hyping up Ari Davari's debut. And beautiful Wardlow, the TNT champ. Wardlow's starting to uh, have an effect on women. He's it start it seems like the more Wardlow's pushed, women are interested. I'm I'm seeing that. This is the thing about the push. He's been Wednesday night war daddy in my channel for a while now. <laughs> when does he become war zaddy? When he wins the world title. Oh, we about to get uh, more Zaddy. <laughs> so uh, Max Caster with Anthony Bowens versus Austin Gunn with Billy and Colton Gunn in a rap battle. Man, I was looking forward to this. I didn't change the channel when the Blue Jays were on their tear because <laughs> I was like, I'm really looking forward to this rap battle. This is the reason I tuned in tonight. It yeah. was fine. I didn't hate it. It was I didn't fine. Hate it, but it was. But it was. I, as soon as it was announced on Rampage, you should have known you weren't going to get the best of the best. But you right. got Max Caster, who's like, you know, eight bars that he drops oftentimes are the number one thing we're talking about any night that he drops them, right? Like always, always comes with it. And it's not, it was like, okay, one no beat. They were doing that thing. Pers- personally, purist, I like the style more when you're doing it to a beat and it's got the flow. I like that more than the talking one. Yeah. It's just, it's a flashback to like slam poetry, maybe a little bit when you're doing it without a beat. Like it's just, yeah, well, also good. King of the Dot, King of the Dot, battle rapping. They do it a cappella, but the acclaimed beat is fire. And I do love Max Castro spitting to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there was, there was no line tonight that I was just like, oh, this was really incredible. And part of that was hovering over these. Both of these events was the news of Vince McMahon and Max Caster's like the go-to guy for whatever current happened that day. Max Caster's got bars for it. And you knew he wasn't going to do it this time because it was already pre-taped. So we are sitting here watching it probably. Obviously, you would Let's want to keep it real. This, this whole gimmick should have been put to rest after the Usos and the New Day and the Usos getting that killer line on the New Day. Mm. That's it. We should have never seen any more rap battles in wrestling, honestly. 
Yeah, this was definitely a watered down version of Wale with the Usos and the New Day because yeah. Little Scrappy wasn't great. I love Little Scrappy, but he's not great in this role. He feel, felt like he was jumping in when the rap wasn't even over yet. And I feel like he didn't know what was going on. I know. Yeah, it was just because with, with Max Caster, high expectations. Yeah. You tell me he's doing rap battle. I have very high expectations. Same. I wouldn't say he obliterated. Do you say, he let, what do you say Rampage? Yes. He, he let him hang around, man. I'm telling you, Austin Gunn had some material. Yeah. The, the, oh, the Chris Statlander stuff is team. Caster 100% wrote those gun lines. I think he put so much effort into his opponent's lines that his suffered as a result. Yes. He, he also missed an opportunity to talk about the you know probes that aliens do. You know, judging by the avenues he was going on, going after Anthony Bowens, he could have had a line about. Well, why don't you go? Yeah. Why don't you go on Twitter and why don't you rewrite the rap battle as you would have liked to have seen it? Why don't you write some rap battle fan fiction? Austin Gunn should have consulted with me so that we could write his rap together and beat Max Caster. We could have taken him down together. And the acclaimed had this problem early on. I didn't think they were bringing their A game early on, and I think they stepped it up because if you're on national television. And you get to spit rhymes. I get like, oh, the gun club, like they're not supposed to be good because they're not rappers, but you do not waste a bar at that point. You know, everything yeah. you say should be fire. I felt like with Caster tonight, I felt like I came in expecting to see Eminem and I saw I got Cannabis instead. Oh, wow. I mean, not again, definitely a downgrade, but not the worst thing you could do. Not the worst, but you know what I'm saying? Cannabis like gets on some esoteric shit and you're like, you know, just. It's a really simple, clever yes. rhyme structure and a punchline. That's good enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to hear you rapping in sonnet style because you think it's going to impress me. You know, <laughs> he actually did that, right? He released the entire album of sonnets. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. Yes. <sighs> okay, uh, but yeah, like this feud needs to get blown off, and we need to give the we need to give the acclaimed the tag team titles. I wouldn't hate that. I'd love that, actually. They can go black to black. Let's do it. <laughs> and I want an episode where they are like the Greek chorus, and in between every match, they wrap a little recap of what we just saw and what's coming up next. Mm. And comment on them. I like that. Like, give the commentary team the night off. and it's Actually, let the Acclaim do commentary for the whole night in verse. I want the Acclaim to wrap all of Tony Khan's tweets. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, Alfred, I'll t I'm going to say it now because I, I forget off the air. I think you got your next Fiverr gig or you need to find someone that puts together okay. a mixtape of Tony Khan's tweets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. Um, so Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels was the main event. I guarantee you when the Fast Nationals come out, Blue Jays game. Or people were looking to try and find oh, where to watch the Blue Jays versus yes, the Red if Sox tonight. If it's surprisingly low, blame the Blue Jays. I mean, what did you think of this? Okay, it's for PDO 64. Stop going, please stop with the suggestions. It's not very good. No, they're not very good. They're fucking incredible. They're great. <laughs> you keep suggesting everything. Here's here's where I go with my suggestions, and I'm this way in my business life and everything that I do. I want to come up with something that is spectacularly bad or incredibly awesome. If I come up with something like, man, eh, it's just okay, I have failed. That's good. Shoot for the moon. 
You know, you want something that either sucks in a unique way or is legitimately fantabulous. Um, fantabulous. I haven't heard that word in forever. <laughs> uh, but this main event, I mean, so what do you think of this Jay Lethal with Sanjay Dutton, Sodom Singh versus Christopher Daniels? Alfred, what would you think of this? Tonight? It was a fine match. I thought it was just what you would expect. It felt like this match, as it should have been, was designed to really get over this pay-per-view they're doing on Saturday. I just... I wasn't particularly excited about this. I'm not really excited about this yeah. storyline. I, I think Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt have done a good job in terms of calling out Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe just hasn't been on television, so they haven't really had anybody to work with. So you're just really seeing a lot of these similar promos every week. Yeah, what's up with Samoa Joe? Why is he... Uh, I don't, I'm uh, thinking he's going to be there. He's filming something, but he is wrestling. Uh, oh. No, on kayfabe, he's at AJ Styles' house with Wendy. Oh. <laughs> He's stalking her again. Probably. That that storyline was so incredible. I loved it. Yeah, it I love Samoa Joe in that storyline. Me too. And you know what my favorite part was, though? When, when Samoa Joe was on commentary. And he would get yeah. to mention something about AJ Styles. And he would do those you know, little subtle hints at, at that. Oh, I love <laughs> Samoa Joe. My favorite is when uh, AJ Styles went to hug his little girl as kind of like the conquering father. And he was bleeding. And she wanted nothing to do with him. She's like, you're bleeding. Get off of me. <laughs> you can't train kids man what was more awkward that or when titus kissed his son on the lips on the way <laughs> to the ring i think titus's promo from this monday was more awkward than all of them oh god i, I, about it. I didn't see it <laughs> we don't talk about religion nope you welcome to monday night raw <laughs> he, he literally came out there and said that we don't talk about politics and religion welcome to monday night raw okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so Issa main event tonight was this was this uh, great? Uh, it was just fine. It was just it felt like it was just there. But again, it's good to see Jay Little. They have to remind us that he's still there since they don't really. I mean, they use him, but just on more mostly backstage segments. And that's what happens when you're building a one man feud. Samoa Joe hasn't been there, and they they I think they've done what they can with Jay Little. But I'm excited for this match to be over with so that maybe he can be featured more in the ring. Yes. There you go. I also, I don't like feuds where you talk about somebody who's not there like Samoa Joe and you think, wow, this would be so much more incredible if Samoa Joe was actually in this feud instead of the person. Like, do you remember in like bullshit sequels or in sitcoms when like one of the actors would go away on maternity leave or like Dukes of Hazzard, there was a contract dispute and Bone Luke left for a season and you have the other characters talking about them like they're off doing something else and you're thinking like yeah I really wish I was watching them instead of your dumbass uh like Gina yeah yeah I was watching Dark Side of the 90s talking about the finale with that uh yeah. but yeah you can't you can't ha you can't have a feud with a character in absentia if that character that's gone is 10 times more interesting than the people you're seeing on screen, it does not work. Agreed. So on that note, we have completed discussing the world of professional wrestling for July 22nd, 2020. We did it. Yay. We made it to the end. Issa, what's bringing day. you joy in the world? Let's go out on like a positive note. Let's go out on like, like an upbeat note. We're a little tired. We're a little beaten down. Issa, what's bringing you joy in the world? 
my dog and the so boring Yankees. Okay. They're going to the World Series. The Yankees are going to the World Series. Oh, they are. 1,000%. I mean, the Cardinals, and that's going to be a problem, but the Yankees are going to the World Series, and I hope they win. Me too. Alfred, what's bringing you joy? Uh, Big Brother, latest season, Big Brother, big fan, and a Big Brother again, just like a oh my Not God. that this is bringing me joy, but there's a black woman in Big Brother who's become public enemy number one for being outspoken, and it's very similar to the treatment in the society. But Big Brother is the greatest reality show of all time, and now that it's on, I really love it. And also, Married at First Sight is back, so my world is just complete right now. <laughs> I am in awe of a show on HBO Max with Nathan Fielder called The Rehearsal. I heard about that. This is the most insane show put on television, perhaps in my lifetime. Because HBO, if you watch Nathan for you on Comedy Central, Nathan would do these business stunts. There was a coffee shop that was having trouble getting customers. And so he renamed them Dumb Starbucks and it became a phenomenon. And he said, well, parody law, Starbucks can't sue me because I'm making fun of Starbucks. Uh, And he did a lot of different uh gimmicks like this on nathan for you so with the rehearsal he's helping people in their day-to-day lives prepare for a big moment or big idea and he's helping them rehearse for that event so i don't want to spoil it but in this first episode someone is having a life moment where they're going to confess something to a friend and he goes to phenomenal lengths to help this person rehearse set up every scenario and prepare for it and the fact that hbo max gave him a budget i will spoil this he's going to do the confession in a bar he took HBO's money and built in a soundstage a complete replica of the bar down to the torn seat cushions, down to the artwork <laughs> on the walls, down to all the drinks and the alcohol. And it is so elaborate. And if you like sort of weird, offbeat, dry humor, this show is incredible. It's on HBO Max. It's called The Rehearsal. You have to check it out. I heard yeah. about it. I've had multiple people tell me that I have yeah. to watch it. Like very passionate about it too. It is a grand experiment. So, and by the way, uh, Dylan Matthews, I actually just started watching Married at Stri- First Sight at Australia. I love the formatting. I think they've got it right. I like Married at First Sight America, but the fact that they do it every week, we can get divorced each week. That's very oh. exciting. A lot of stakes there. A lot of divorce going on in Australia. Yeah. Reality shows from other countries are, are much better than a lot of the reality shows we get yeah. here. They Love Island, the UK is better. The Apprentice yeah. UK is like an actual business show. I mean, the okay. contestants are still nuts, but it's like much more business based. Um, Dream Realm Studios. I don't know. We don't. Uh, does Raj have wrestling merch? I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a pro wrestling tease. Just search like wrestling ink t-shirt. I know they exist. Yeah. I have one somewhere. We should sell some bootleg wrestling ink merch. <laughs> yeah, that website that you buy, Issa. That's what it should be. Is we should just uh, a big man, big <laughs> man slapping meat should be a bootleg. He's gonna t-shirt. really like. He's gonna really like to one or the other. Pick this or this, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you, everyone. We got six hundred people still here watching. This is crazy. Wow. I know. Thank Hanging with man. us on a date that will go down in history in the world of professional wrestling. They said it would never happen, but Vince McMahon has retired from WWE and. The future in WWE is unknown. If there's, you know, that's that's the exciting upside of this development. The future is unknown. Yes. And Brock is still here. Yes, Brock is still here. So have a great weekend, everyone. We will get you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Have a good one. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.